Hey there, NFT Trailblazer. Ethan from Edge of NFT here. Today is a special bonus episode featuring one of the panels we hosted during NFTCon online. We had an incredible time working with the folks at NFTCon. This content could have been caught live online during the event from October 12th to 14th, 2021, a few weeks ago. But we've been granted special access to share our sessions with you as part of the Edge of NFT program. Special thanks to the NFTCon crew for collaborating with us. Today's session features Jeff's interview with pioneers in the concert and event space. Enjoy. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, guys, welcome to NFTCon with the uh, panel entitled The Use of NFTs for Concerts and Events. We have an amazing lineup of panelists today. I'm Jeff Kelly. I'm going to be the moderator. I'm from the Edge of NFT podcast, one of the co-hosts over there. I'm really excited to, to jump into this panel today. I want to do a quick around the horn, you know, 30 second intro of who you are and uh, you know, where you're from, what you're up to, and uh, then we'll dive into some questions. So uh, let's do that. Let's start with, uh, with Mike Hill. Hi there. Um, my name's uh, Mike. As I just said, I'm, I'm based out of Hong Kong. Um, I'm the CEO of a company called uh, Magnetic Asia. We're an events business. We run festivals, a number of festivals in Hong Kong. We also do concerts and we're also a technology company as well. So we build software for the events industry, ticketing uh, largely, but, but a whole bunch of other things, including some uh, new stuff that's coming, which we'll talk about later. Very nice. Uh, Andrew, how about you? Hey, good morning, Andrew. Um, Schiffman, originally from London, living in New York. Um, been in the music space for over 20 years. Um, obviously worked festivals like the Warp Tour, the Mayhem Fest and Coachella. Primarily been in programming and curation a long time at MTV. Also working every award show out of that um, space. And most recently, music partnerships at Rally which is a crypto NFT platform launching, um, you know, creator coin social tokens for, for creators. So looking forward to the conversation. All right. And Josh, how about you? Hey there. How are you, Jeff? Uh, Josh Katz, uh, founder of Yellow Heart. So at Yellow Heart, we're building NFT ticketing, um, NFT community tokens, and we have an NFT music marketplace. Um, our, main focus right now is the launch of our nft ticketing which we just started in september and you know we already have two on sales going one for uh dreamverse which is metaverse's event at uh nft nyc which is going to be off the charts as an event and uh the other one for scope art fair at miami which is the second largest art fair at miami art week behind our basel but really working on the adoption of uh nfts as tickets right now really my main focus Exciting stuff, guys, all around. All right, well, let's let's dive into it. All right, the, the concert and event going experience really hasn't changed much in the last decade or two, really before lockdowns hit. What's broken about concerts and events and how can NFTs help solve problems and create a better experience for everybody involved? Mike, let's start with you. 
Okay, so um, I mean, we can start with the really sort of, uh, I think often people talk about uh, the challenges that we face, we end up getting into ticketing, right? So, uh, and we normally, when we talk about ticketing, we start talking about issues related to um, ticket touts and, and and those kind of problems. And, 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 and we're normally talking with respect to the, the sellout events, you know, um, which, you know, Unfortunately, that's not the majority of event organizers, right? Most people who are organizing events are struggling to sell tickets. You know, that's just that's just the nature of being an event organizer. It's it's tough, right? So you want to be finding so so what if you ask most event organizers what they want, they want to sell more tickets, right? Um, but also what what is what is the, the punter or what is what is the person who wants to go to events, what do they want? They want to they want to know that stuff's going on, right? So so we've got to we've got to find better ways of of connecting those 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 two those two entities together. People creating great events uh, and people who want to go to events. And and so the 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 blockchain NFT creates opportunity for us to to really engage with 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 fans and and create platforms that allow uh, the, the the fans to 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 become members uh, of of a community. Um, and to really engage with those um, with those uh, with those events and with those fans in 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 a, in, a, in a completely different in a different way, which can then build build out communities and build out loyalty and and, and etc. So I think these are things that we can you know there's the the obvious things that are going to happen with with NFTs uh, and, and ticketing we can we can talk about and I'm sure we will right uh, but I think there's opportunities there that where where we should really focus on the guys who aren't haven't got it easy you know <laughs> the guys who, who are creating brilliant events but they want to sell more tickets right because that's what absolutely we well josh i know you're you're knee deep in the middle of a huge one right now um what are your thoughts on this man what, what do you think is broken about this space and uh and how can nfts change it so you know there's so many things that nfts could change you know what's broken is debatable on based on who you ask you know certain people think that the current system is perfect so and the way it works is the way it's meant to work and it's the way that things default you know because of human nature but at the end of the day the thing that you know yellowheart we really focus on and i know that you know rally's focusing on and you know i'm sure mike's company is 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 the fan and you know the person who actually really matters at the end of the day. I mean, you have the artist, you have the fan, and then you have the entire infrastructure to make these events work. And that's where things start to get a little bit, you know, wobbly. But at the end of the day, the pureness that the artist brings, the pureness that the fan brings is never changed. It's unwavering and it's the same. And you just have your different levels of, of artistry. You know, you have people that are just starting off that need help with a following. You have people that have grown and built followings. You also have people that have built followings, but they're not as big, like Mike was suggesting, around needing to fill seats. So you have a lot of issues going on within an industry. And, you know, NFTs at the core, you know, really looking at a programmable contract, starting with the fact that you could set rules on how the money the money works, because, um, you know, that that's super important. And then the ability to create additional content, additional added incentives, other utilities, <laughs> you know, to create a much more enhanced experience where the ticket used to just be like the, the you know, here's an opportunity to stand in line, you know, come in with a barcode and then that's it. Find your seat, you're done, the ticket dies. 
Now it could become so much more ahead of the event where you're getting offers, whether it's from cool brands or the artist or various other people that, you know, or things that, you know, you might discover uh, you're in the event and we've all been in an event where you could see empty seats in front of you and wonder why could I sneak up there, but maybe now you could just like upgrade, um, you know, access to better, you know, perks in the venue and the ability to kind of find them, discover them and actually use them uh, where, you know, you have, you know, potentially NFT is giving you bonus admission into clubs and into lounges and into other things as they build cooler better venues with better you know food options and better uh food and beverage and i'm talking about on the large scale on the small scale the ability to really just sell direct tickets to your fans and have a clear view of who's attending your shows and potentially monetizing them on what we call long tail which is you know post show where if you go see a show the next morning you wake up you're like that was amazing but that's it doesn't have to be it. You know, a lot of the things that we're working on is continuing that fan journey to the next show or to the friend show or, you know, through another experience. So I think there's just so much opportunity here. It's the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, for me, you know, it's about just more people entering the space. So just more brains are kind of working on cool stuff. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Andrew, I mean, gosh, everything that Rally's doing connects the creators with their fans. I think it's it's such a, a innovation in what is happening right now. I mean, what say you? What do you think is broken about the space today and how can NFTs change that? Yeah, I mean, everything Mike and Josh have been saying, I feel like we all speak the same language, right? Yeah. Um, but really, it's uh, knowing who's buying the ticket and having that one-on-one -on -one relationship. You know, there's so many comp tickets, radio promo tickets, label bulk buyers and giveaways. And really, those are almost the super fans that want to invest in a contest. But who knows if the artist can ever really know who is buying that ticket versus if you're buying it from Ticketmaster or something. So allowing you to have access to emails who at you know is um um buying a ticket you know especially scalpers you know the um the recent ed sheeran um announcement that he's going to be selling tickets for a front show using blockchain technology i think it's genius and what was also interesting there was not one men mention of nfts on that story which was crazy right but rally's right. definitely using creator coins to um you know give pre-sale access to concerts allowing the super fans to be able to purchase first and then utilize nfts and experiences to really um enhance that experience exactly as josh and mike mike were saying yeah it's amazing stuff guys well let's talk COVID for a second because in the last year and a half or so has been pretty wild and the impact on the space seems to have been um really uh insane and so it, it really seems like it's been an accelerant in a lot of ways for adoption development um there's the nfts themselves virtual events ar vr uh but it also had presented some challenges i think right so you have masks and social distancing vaccine and test requirements all kinds of contingency planning guys how did covid change things for your business let's start with you josh well for me it's pretty dramatic because we 
had finished our MVP ticketing product at the end of 19, and we entered beta in Q1 of 2020. <laughs> and we're a New York City-based company, and COVID hit hard the first week of March. We closed our office March 9th and literally never went back to work. And by July, by actually the end of June, we had furloughed our entire company. So I was the only one left standing in summer of 2020 at Yellowheart. Luckily, you know, the our chief product officer, our, our CTO, other people, our partners in the company, and they're, you know, kind of stuck through it. And we rode through it and we literally built our music marketplace and started launching NFTs in 21. So it drastically changed our business. Um, you know, we literally went to zero and we were, you know, I think our trajectory pre-COVID would have been a lot different because there was only a very, very small group of people that understood the significance of what we were building before COVID. And 18 months later, it's a much larger, you know, level of understanding around how powerful NFT ticketing is and how it is the future. And, you know, the adoption, I think, will be much quicker. So uh, drastically changed our business. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like it. Andrew, how about you? Yeah. I mean, um, I think COVID accelerated everything with NFTs and blockchain to the general population obviously there was a very small percentage that were kind of aware of blockchain technology and crypto investors but i think um clubhouse and people at home really educated people in the space of nfts and blockchain and really setting up the ticketing because those conversations were talked about so early on about oh wouldn't it be amazing if we could have an nft as a concert ticket and the different things and applications that you can put on that nft for experiences and access and whatever it is so fast forward to today where everything's kind of been worked out and talked about and new technologies have been developed we're really starting to see that go in effect now versus it could have taken an extra six months or year you know big up to josh the kings of leon i know you kind of got into that early we're really one of one of the first mainstream you know launches that still talked about in every nft kind of conversation now so um, i yeah. think covid kind of helped accelerate with the use of platforms like clubhouse and and everything else definitely some needle moving elements to it um mike how about you well, we've had a we've had a journey. Uh, ours started before you guys because we had our we had the political unrest. Um, so we, 2019, we cancelled uh, our our festival, which we call Clock and Flat, which we've been running for. At that point, that would have been our 13th year, uh, and uh, and so we, we we had to cancel that. And then obviously, then COVID kicked off. So we spent you know uh, a lot of time um, soul searching, figuring out what we're doing, and in the process of doing that, we've we've launched a whole raft of new initiatives and businesses um so we've we're busy in the, at the process building our clock and flap xr which is our video game experience so you can go to our go to our festival um in a in a you know in the digital world build create an avatar and go to multiple stages you know you've all seen it before um that's obviously going to be very much heavily linked to what we're, what we're launching this year as well which is our nft platform um and an nft studio um really focused heavily on content so we've done this in partnership with uh, another company here called sun entertainment they make films they do lots and lots of concerts much like us um and uh, in the region so that would never have happened without covid we would have never have come together right we were sort of 
doing our own thing. We did international stuff, they did local stuff. And, the, and COVID has just has pulled us together and we've gone soul searching, looking for opportunities and, and NFT uh, and, and XR as, as, as what's been born out of that. So so we're gonna, yeah, it's the end, end of this year, we launched this this, this marketplace and, 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 a, and an NFT studio, which is really focused on searching out great content, great artists in, in the region and, and pulling them together and creating collaborations. And, and then obviously then we launch into doing all sorts of other things with NFTs, which related to building our membership platform and building multiple XR experiences. And yeah, so none of this would have happened without, without COVID. We'd have been busy building ticketing systems for venues and running concerts and, and events, right? And now we're, and now we're blockchain, blockchain geeks, you know? <laughs> so. it, it is amazing, guys, just across the board, the, the everything you just talked about, right? That that all happened uh, over the last really 18 months and, and the growth that we've seen yeah. in that time is amazing. Uh, for all the bad that that, uh, that COVID created, um, it, it created this opportunity as well. And it's so interesting to see where we are now and also where we can go on the back of that innovation. Um, you, you guys both mentioned this. It's really an important element of all the conversations we have in the space, and that's that's community, right? Strong communities and engagement are, are really central to the most impactful NFT projects. Are you all tapping into tech like NFT wallets, uh, connecting to DAOs, you know, nurturing community through you know, active Discord channels or other channels for that matter? What kind of ways are you guys involving your community in your plans? Um, let's start with you, Andrew. Well, as as you may or may not know, Rally is really a community-run network. So they really, uh, if there's new technology or kind of uh, bots that might want to be created to link your um you know, rally account to Discord or to a Twitch stream, uh, the community can actually build that and rally will pay for that. So we really want to encourage the um, community to definitely build and be part of the growth of rally um, uh, among a lot of other decisions. You know, we're really a community focused platform with our creators. So we're looking to build integrations you know wherever the fans are we don't want to educate and bring the fans to another platform right so if fans are hanging out in discord we'll you know um gate um you know experiences for coin holders so something that we did with portugal demand was we had a vip um discord room where we um you know gated special access if you held 20 coins or more and there's ongoing um experiences you know you can have a guitar lesson or a private chat so there's stuff like that so you know as we mentioned before we want to go beyond that first initial drop and announcement we really want to set a plan and a strategy for the community um so, yeah. makes a ton of sense yeah community is so important uh, mike how are you guys viewing that how are you involving community in your plans mm -hmm. So we, I mean, obviously, as a as a as a ticketing company and as a festival business, both both Sun and ourselves, we we have very very large audiences. You know, hundreds of thousands of of, of active uh, people that, that that are our fans already. And so, and we've we understand um, there are there most of them are very much uh, in the dark when it comes to the blockchain and NFTs, etc. So for us, it's in, it's critical for us to build platforms and build um, accessibility that bridges that gap between 
um, the real their normal experience of whether it be ticketing or membership or or getting digital souvenirs. We need we need to make sure that this is intuitive and, and, and easy for them. And then using that then to introduce them to this 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 new this new world. Um, and, and so so obviously using those existing communities that we that we have, um, but respecting the fact that they are not aware of things like MetaMask and and uh, you know, uh, an NFT. What's an NFT? Why? Why? Why, why do they? Need, you know, we, we didn't need to know what TCP/IP was when we were building the internet, right? You know, it was. It was. What is an NFT? Who cares, right? It's. It's. It's a souvenir. It's a piece of digital content. It's something that I can own and, and, and take away. So that's what we're really, really focused on at the moment is how we can, and that's something that we as a company have done all the way through building our festivals is being audience focused respecting our audience and understanding what they want and how they want to interact with, with with what we're doing and then from that we can then slowly build out this 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 new type of community and obviously doing things within our xr world is going to be interesting because there's going to be a lot of these kids that get that world right um and obviously you are big challenges to to get the guys you know maybe like sort of my age who maybe aren't gamers <laughs> and get them get them into that world and then right. get them buying nfts in, in an XR type environment and trading XRs and uh, trading, sorry, NFTs. That's when we've been, that's when we've been successful in our, in our community. Right. Yeah. Building community and, and reaching beyond the the borders of just the people that know about crypto or, or about the technical yeah. elements of NFTs. Right. So important. Those integrations you're talking right. about, Andrew. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. So much to I, that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I rather rudely call them crypto nerds, right? So, so <laughs> right. we've got to right. we've got to get beyond the crypto nerds, which I am one of them. But yeah, we've got to get beyond this. <laughs> As are we all, I think, at this point. Yes, um, so. So, Josh, we were talking about the importance of strong communities, and uh, we were just, you know, asking the the panel about the ways in which you're involving communities in your plans. Um, so, so how are you doing that at Yellowheart? Well. It's a great question because we think about community as everything. It's literally the number one, you know, point on almost every discussion we have. Because, you know, particularly around music, live events, we think it's all community driven. It's about, you know, letting people meet each other, you know, being able to put people that have the same likes in the same place and having that relationship bud beyond. So we're constantly thinking about it. And to us, you know, one of the, the biggest tools we've had, of course, is Discord, uh, which just seems to like be change, changing the game. And, you know, as a ticketing company, there's something that's just, that go, kind of goes unknown to the general public is that, close to 20% of tickets sold need, uh, require customer service of some extent. Uh, and you might not realize that, but it's a huge number. It's a huge, huge number. So we have been putting a tremendous amount of thought around all of this and what this looks like and how it feels and what the ad experience is. And we think it's all about community. And we watched in our Discord as you know, fans, you know, people who have come in and bought our NFTs and had, you know, a question around their MetaMask or their Yellowheart wallet or whatever it is, having other fans answering their questions and helping them and reposting links and reposting videos. And, you know, the community is bigger than ever. Social media 1.0 with, you know, your Facebook, Twitter, all of these things has been incredible, you know, clubhouse through, um, you know, COVID. And now, 
you know, building, you know, these Web3 properties that really embrace community and allow interaction on a different level is pretty amazing. You know, where the world is just getting smaller and, you know, you're meeting people and having friends everywhere. And it's just been a progression. If you think pre-COVID around, you know, influencers and people traveling and making money, taking pictures of themselves on beaches and in front of like beautiful, you know, food and things like that. And it's just accelerating now um it's all about community building it's just really one two and three is community to us so um we think about it nonstop. i want to mention one thing to andrew which you'll appreciate is that you know i was involved in launching portugal the man on rally and at the time i went in discord right when we launched it and i said to everyone in discord you know what do you guys want and they just told us and like everything we've done on that project has literally just been like what do you guys want to the fans? And we've given them what they want. It's really been a pretty simple, simple equation, you know? Yeah. It's Talk important. to your fans and listen. That's yeah. it. It's important <laughs> to know the fans and know where they are. And, you know, like a lot of these new crypto platforms, they're making it really easy for fans to get involved if they don't really know much about crypto with an easy credit card swipe. You can kind of create a wallet and some coin or an nft like i bought nfts on platforms in like seconds using a credit card swipe yes that's the very intro way you know versus you know transacting from a metamask wallet to another wallet using eth and all that stuff but they're making it really easy for communities and educating them as well because this is the um, the future of one digital ownership and two um, financial transactions. I really believe my kids are going to grow up um, not really using physical cash. They're using cards now, and they're like eleven and full full team. So I think crypto and digital currencies definitely very very close in the um, the future of just transacting around. Yeah, definitely. You know, I always say when people talk about some of uh, just the pure kind of fun, uh, whether it's uh, you know the profile picture uh, NFTs or other just pure fun NFTs with no other real utility, like what's the purpose of those? What, what's what's the you know what's the idea behind those? And for me, I've been seeing this this thread where there's a, a meta function to that. And, and that's to bring people into the space, right? Through fun and, and just enjoyment and, um, you know, whimsy. It, it's really what, what that's about to me. It, it's getting people familiar with the space and getting involved with it. And, um, you know, it's all community driven. So I mean, um, that's a status too, right? If you have a mm. those bored apes and that's your profile pic, so like, <laughs> look at me, I have, I have one of those rare commodities or a crypto pump, you know, so yeah, there is kind of you know what board ape just announced a series of events in new york over halloween weekend and i'm really curious mm-hmm. to see how they transform this community in a physical nature now that they've That's... created mem- membership cards that are tradable yep. so this is going to be it's an amazing use case you know we're actually working on another a similar project around music that you know tell you the truth we've taken a lot of cues from them they're they're clearly the pioneers here so i'm dying to see how this new york event goes off oh wow and that's what we're really ex- that's what we're really excited about doing with because we have the festivals and the concerts already is that ability yeah. to create that connection between doing collectibles but but well, fun- fundamentally creating what we've, we're calling club cards right so you 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 buy you get a club card and that club card yep. is something that allows you 
uh, you can buy as many of them as you want. But I mean, imagine if you buy six club cards and that club card has actually has some kind of benefit when you come to the festival and you can upgrade it and there's airdrops and you can power it up. And then it has value because it persists, as you say, after the event, right? And and you can be a member of Clock and Flap for, forever. And then it, you could get the one that's got the VIP tickets for life baked in. And then you can sell that um, on the secondary market because we're never doing that again, you know? So, yeah. so and, and so that, that creating that interface between the blockchain, blockchain and, and, and the real world and the virtual world is, is really what we're excited about and, and think that's, yeah. So it's really cool to hear that the, that the board eight guys are also actually going to do something in the physical world as well. Yeah. Guys, the synergies between your companies are like through the roof. It's crazy. Um, let's shift gears just a little bit, fellas. So we know that governments and jurisdictions are paying more and more attention to crypto and NFTs has government and regulations around crypto live events, communications, you know, similar categories impacted your businesses. Mike, let's start with you. Specifically related to the cryptocurrencies. Um, well, I think as it relates to magnetic Asia and um, you know government oversight, regulation, government involvement. I mean, we're living in the most crazy times here in Hong Kong. It's it's really hard to know where to start. I mean, I yeah, because things have yeah, we've 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 got a new new law, a national security law has come in recently uh, due to things that have have changed with regards to uh, the, the situation here. Um, we're in the middle of COVID. Uh, I, I, we, we, the borders are closed. Uh, if I leave, I've got to go into quarantine for three weeks. So, um, it's quite hard to know where to start with all of that really. Yeah. So wow. the sort of government, I mean, all of this will wash out and we'll, we'll come into a, we'll go back to, I guess we'll go back to normal. Um, and I guess things will, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where we are, but yeah, we're in a, we're in a different world right now. So it's hard to really <laughs> know how to know where to start with that. Sounds I mean, a little overwhelming. Yeah. A little bit, yeah, yeah, definitely, yes. Regulations related to things to do with um, the space that we're talking about today, um, we're actually, it's pretty, it's pretty okay. We're, it's pretty relaxed, you know. It's, we're Singapore's the sort of holy grail for this stuff, you know. That's mm -hmm. that's a great place to be doing this kind of business. Here is is okay, um, you know, not sort of a bit of uncertainty, but we'll we'll see yeah. how it goes, right? But yeah, yeah hanging in the place really. Yeah, right. Josh, how about on your end, man? Josh, you with us, buddy? Yeah, I am. What, I, what okay. was that? I'm sorry. Yep. Nope. I was uh, asking on your end. Has uh, has government involvement, regulations around crypto, or you know, communications like FTC stuff, other categories impacted you? Uh, not directly at all, actually. I mean, you know, we are using blockchain technology to enhance an industry. We're not doing anything around, you know, fi financial or, you know, anything in that world. So, no. And we're, we are not doing any business in Asia. So. So there you go. Andrew, how about on your end? Yeah, I'd say same. I mean, obviously, government and certain, com you know, uh, companies are, are looking at crypto for the amount of money that it's brought in over the last year with, with you know, NFTs. But. I think platforms just have to be um, secure and, um, you know, um, really know where they can go and make sure, it, or, you know, everything's buttoned up. But, um, you know, it's interesting seeing some of the mainstream global platforms like TikTok now selling NFTs. So, you know, does that put more legality or does that change the game 
for this space being a decentralized space, you know, um, you know, so I think a lot of those places and a lot of the major labels that are still trying to figure out how they can get involved with this space and, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, who owns the brand of the artist and, um, you know, song rights and, you know, that's the whole another conversation. But I think there's, you know, that kind of goes into that industry government of uh, how they're still trying to navigate and work in this space. Yeah, I think for investors, there's like some reticence uh, in some cases you know, because of everything they hear in the news, right? Or for larger brands, you know, some reticence to, to enter the space. There's some uncertainty around that. Maybe they even remember, you know, some of the the uh, fallout from what happened in 2017 and 2018 from a regulatory perspective. And I think what we found with all the people we talked to, like on Edge of NFT and in talking to you, is that it, it really is not something that has heavily impacted a lot of the businesses that are out there creating real value, building community and operating as real businesses with, with you know, forethought and good intentions. So um, I think that's a good message, you know, to, don't let the idea of some kind of government oversight or regulation or uncertainty stop you from innovating and creating value. Mm -hmm. So guys. And, um Sorry, just yeah, yeah, just onto that. I mean, I think obviously the, the DeFi side of things is where it's going to, we've got to be careful that we don't get drawn into in, into the regulation that's going to come out of that, right? And, and hopefully we can manage to separate ourselves uh, somewhat from that space. But I think that's going to be challenging going forward because the regulators are going to find it hard uh, technically to understand the difference between different types of smart contracts and securities and, and such like. And, right. and I think really that's where it's going to get uh, challenging. And we're going to have to, really stand up for stand up for ourselves right through through that process and be able to be really clear crystal clear about the difference between a, a derivatives uh futures contract versus a you know a, a, something that we're, we're creating that's representing artists and such like that's that's going to be really challenging i think great point so Guys, when, when we think about platforms and, and, and how they develop over time, right? You, you look at Yellow Hard and Rally, which are really built from the ground up as, as crypto native platforms. You look at Magnetic Asia, that's been a significant player in events for many, many years, long before NFTs really started to make waves. What do you guys see as the pros and cons of building an NFT native platform from the start versus incorporating NFTs into an already established company? Um, let's uh, start with you, Josh. Well, you know, I think that it's really the same across any technology. And we've seen this with web. We've seen it with mobile. We're seeing it with Web3, where when you try to put a circle into a square, it doesn't always fit. And at the end of the day, you're better off just, you know, building from the ground up always. In the case of Yellow Heart, you know, we started building or coding really in 18. And the biggest thing for us was to be not, not distracted. And when you're at these larger corporations and you have an existing, um, you know, working product, and then you try to change it, it doesn't always get the attention it deserves. It's often difficult to build something retrofit that fits into something that's in motion working, you know, so I've always just thought for me, building projects from scratch really give you exactly what you want. They're more efficient and the outcome in most cases seems to be, you know, better. Andrew, how about with Rally? Yeah. 
I mean, Josh brings up some great points. You know, Rally's been building this platform for about four years, right? So the NFT space was something obviously always that was going to come to fruition, but that just launched about a month ago. So, you know, they've really been successful in creating, uh, you know, digital, um, you know, currency for creators and integrating themselves into other platforms. You know, it's hard to launch an NFT on um, OpenSea and think it's going to sell out and you're going to grow a community and fan base. You still have to do the work and bring in the fans. And, you know, if your community is on Instagram or Discord, that's where you have to be and promote, right? So, you know, Rally isn't necessarily a platform. It really wants to create these tools for you to go and integrate into other platforms where your fans are the um you know what i love about the nft side of rally is it's you know as everything's built under the rly token which um is also on a um coinbase there's gasless and free minting so it's very environmentally friendly and um you know it allows coin holders to create that nft marketplace and again uh you know just go where your fans are and you know educate them on what you're offering and experiences and everything like that so yeah so these guys are building you know rally and 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 yellow heart from that uh that, that nft native that crypto native perspective mike what's it like from the other side of the coin well we already have a, a big audience as we said already right so we're already a very established ticketing company um we sell our software to big casinos, big venues, um, who've got, they sell millions of tickets a year, right? So, so our challenge uh, is to, is to find uh, interesting and new ways to, to bring that, uh, that NFT world uh, to those people. So um, obviously we're looking at things like, how do we change the way that people consume souvenirs? Um, so we're creating, you know, NFT, souvenirs from from those events um but also we're building from the ground up um you know that's that's, that's what we've done many times so hence why we're building our uh, building a new a new um platform which is our our, our, our um, nft platform um but also our x our game was built from the ground up but at our, at our heart we're uh, we're systems integrators you know that my technology background we're systems integrators we're connecting stuff up that's what we do right we we look we know there's a whole bunch of apis we create apis and we just connect shit up right <laughs> so right. so uh, um so for us that's just our bread and butter you know is it there's a crm there's a there's a ticketing company there's a, a travel agent there's a etc we just we just we just we're just consuming apis and building stuff to join it up so then the nfts and the souvenirs and the and the platform and xr just another place for us to to be able to connect stuff up right um yeah, so yeah that's the to, to us it's, it's just 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 business as usual right right yeah i think maybe maybe it comes down to perspective right or even entrepreneurial organization uh, uh an integrative mm -hmm. group um uh, open-minded uh, that iterates over time, right? Whether you're starting from scratch or whether you're taking that established community, which is so valuable, right? And yes. growing from there um, mm -hmm. versus a, a behemoth brand that is slow moving and uh, and isn't innovative, right? Um, you can see no. a lot of those out there.
Well, well guys, um, we only have a couple minutes left and I wanted to, to do an around the horn real quick and just see, um, you know, what's the, what's the next big project uh, on the horizon for you and where can people go to learn more about what you're working on? Um, let's start with you, Andrew. Yeah, so, you know, obviously uh, some launches are concrete. I can't really throw out any names, but, you know, Rally is constantly looking on launching coins in every area, whether it's, uh, you know, music or, in, you know, influencers, gamers, etc. So just look for continuous announcements on uh, uh, projects like that. I'm working on a few big music ones, so hopefully those can be announced soon. And also integrations, as I was saying, into other platforms, you know, whether it's something like Telegram or Airtime or wherever the fans are starting to hang out, we want to offer integrations for rally transactions in, in those uh, areas as well. So look, look, look for a lot of those. Rally is um, R-A-L-L-Y dot I-O is the website and, um, you know, or, or, you know, the information's there. So. Perfect. I appreciate that. Uh, Mike, how about you? So hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be launching our, our, our uh, the NFT platform called Sunnyside Up. Um, and you'll be able to go there and, uh, and, have, and check out our, the, the collections uh, that, that we've been curating and pulling together. The curation is the big thing for us, um, uh, the, the, the content curation. So working with artists um, and that, that we know that we know well um, that can deliver the, the quality of, of NFT that we believe that audiences should be offered, right? Rather than necessarily the sea of everything. Um, and so yeah, sunny side up is a, is a big thing we're going to launch. And then and and also, fingers crossed, um, end of end of November we'll launch Clock and Flap XR. So and that will be then become a regular occurrence. You'll be able to come to come to our events. Uh, uh, increasingly regularly, uh, and um, yes, we've got some very interesting collaborations from your part of the world, actually, uh, um, to, that, that will be on offer in, in Quack and Flight uh, XR when we when, when we launch it in November. So, and where should people go so, to uh, to follow you? So, uh, quackandflap.com is our festival. Uh, Quackandflapxr.com, and then sunnysideup.io, which is got a blank page at the moment, but it won't very soon. <laughs> so, perfect. Okay, great, Josh. How about you? So a lot going on at Yellowheart. Uh, you know, first and foremost is our ticketing platform is you know operational and has been launched. So right now there are tickets on sale for Dreamverse, which is Metaverse's event during NFT MIC, which I encourage everyone to check out. Very cool NFT tickets. We also have tickets on sale for Scope Art Fair at uh, Miami Art Week during our Basel, and those are ten unique artists uh, all contemporary artists who have you know given us art and all share in you know the purchase of those tickets which is very cool and we have a lot of partnerships that will be getting announced a lot of very big artists who are coming with nfts that we're you know in cycle with now uh one that's upcoming i'm super excited about is we did a collab with romero brito and dj white shadow which is going to be pretty awesome where these guys did 10 works that Romero, who's just a legend, you know, uh, Miami-based artist, did these like incredible animated works, his first ever animated works. And DJ White Shadow did an entire soundtrack. Uh, Shadow, who is, uh, you know, producer of Lady Gaga, recently did Pitbull's record, A Star is Born, um, you know, he did that. 
genius producer just put this entire soundtrack album together around that and it just is kind of melding art and music and i think it's a very very cool use case of two major major people from different walks of life kind of coming together and doing this project it's something that you know i've been working on for a while the team's been working on the artists have been working on so really excited about that and uh we're going to announce that momentarily and uh that you know, you can check that out at yellowheart.io or yh.io. Amazing. Wow. All of you guys have so many cool things happening. I'm going to uh, keep close watch on uh, all of those websites and uh, and everything you're up to. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining us today. And of course, to NFTCon for bringing this amazing group together on behalf of the Edge of NFT podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's panel. Thanks for sharing this time with us today. All right. We hope you had as much fun listening to that session as we did hosting it. Now, before you go, remember to invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers into the Edge of NFT family. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Visit edgeofnft.com. Make sure to join an exclusive group of our most valued supporters by getting on the whitelist for our own NFT drop, Living Tree NFTs. Now, you'll need to contact us to find out how. Tweet to at Edge of NFT or email contact at Edge of NFT to learn more. Hey, thanks for sharing this time with us today. Tune in next time for more on the latest and greatest in NFTs.